Hey guys. What's going on? <laughs> this is Craig. I'm Nick. Olus. We are Messer. Messer Brothers. Presents. Yep. Um, oh man. Cold day. It is cold and I'm wearing shorts, but it's cold. <laughs> it's kind of raining earlier. Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. I can't see outside. Dreary cold day. It's a good day to listen to some music. Or listen to this podcast. Or take a nap. Yeah, taking a nap is always good. <laughs> Oh man, Craig sent me this video earlier today. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a Bigfoot video. Some guy on the border, Tennessee Georgia border. Yep, said he was out bird watching and caught Bigfoot. This was in 2013. Yeah, and I've never seen it before, and I don't know why. <laughs> it looked pretty fake to me. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I was watching it and I was like. When I first saw it, the the, it looked just like a guy in a big camo suit. I was thinking it looked like a ghillie suit. That's what it looked like. A yeah. lot. And it does. But at the same time, you, when you see a little more, it looks a little less like one. The last the last shot of it, it looked it looked like something walking. Yeah. But I mean, not, it, it looked like it had fur, the last shot. Yeah. But he, the guy starts shaking the camera for no yeah, reason. He's, he's like, shaking. he's videoing it, and all of a sudden he'll start shaking the camera, and then he'll shoot up in the sky, and then he'll... I'm like, what That's are you doing, all guy? of them are. Because they're all fake. Ah, maybe we should discuss Bigfoot. Maybe another time. Yeah, not today, but soon. Not today. Next week? Yeah, let's do Bigfoot next week. Yeah, let us know what you think about Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Real, Email us. fake. TheMesserBrothers at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of Bigfoot. Send us some emails, brothers and sisters. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti. If you live in a... Where's, that, where's the Dalai Lama live? Tibet. Yeah, if you live over in Tibet, you might have the Yeti. Let us know what you think of him. <laughs> to our Tibetan listeners. <laughs> There's some out there. <laughs> Maybe. I think Bigfoot's right here behind the house. I don't know. They might not have the internet in Tibet, do they? I don't know. They live up on the side of a mountain in peace. Is it Tibet? Is that right? Is that right, That's Doug? Right. Doug's in Tibet. Where's uh where's Mount Everest? Where's that place mm. Lorna went? Or, yeah, Lorna went. Naples. Naples. Norway? Nepal. 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 That was it. Yeah, if you live over wherever the Yetis are supposed to live, <laughs> if you've ever seen one, let us know. Somewhere over yonder. Yeah. And if you're from Washington, the Seattle area, somewhere around in there, you've probably seen a Bigfoot. Yeah. You if you're from mean, down they in They might the, be your neighbors. If you're from down in the central North Carolina area, you might have seen a Bigfoot. The Uari Mountains. Uari. That's how they pronounce it down there. It's Uari. If you don't think so, you're wrong. I think me and you and Daddy's the only three people in the world who say it like that. Yeah, we might do it, but, you know, it's all right. We're always right. It's like crappy and crappie. Well, crappy is right. <laughs> it's crappy down south, crappie if you're a Yankee. Yeah, you yank strong. It's, it's crappy. I think it's actually only crappy around here because... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> People from South Carolina and out there are like, oh, we got us some crappie. I'm like, I call it crappy. Appalachian, Appalachian. Well, Appalachian is right. That's, yeah. a, that's a fact, ain't it, Doug? If you say Appalachian, it's pronounced Appalachian. That's just a fact. Oh. What'd you do today? Oh, worked. Worked, worked. Yeah, All me week too. Long, oh, I got some good. Dust, I got some exciting. That's Alan Jackson. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I got some exciting sports news. What? We might get to see 
A dog tournament. I don't know what that Pig is. Tournament. Cat tournament. No. Shorter version of horse. <laughs> oh, that would be bad news. This is some good news. What's that? For all you boxing fans out there, we might get to see Muhammad Ali's daughter fight again. Yeah. She retired 13 years ago, undefeated. But she's a... I get a... I subscribe to a magazine called The Ring. There's an article in it about how she has a beef with another boxer. <laughs> That's what it said. A beef. She's got a beef. So they might... She might unretire just so she can fight her. So that would, I would watch it if yes. I was able... If it ever gets to happen. As I told you before, I've got a bunch of classic boxing set to record. I've got like 20 of them now. <laughs> I started watching early this morning. I watched a little bit. And then when I ate lunch, I watched a little bit of um, George Foreman Evander Holyfield. What year was that? 90. Oh, my goodness. It was not <laughs> 91, 92 or 94. It was one oh, of those. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you watch it? Uh, I'm through like three rounds. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, there these guys are at a different level. Even yeah. for Foreman in his forties was at a different level. Than yeah, the Foreman's today. one of the hardest punchers ever. Yeah, he's fantastic. He he he, he's not being very active. I mean, through the first of it, it's basically Holyfield just being active, and then Foreman's just kind of there, and Foreman just starts throwing a couple punches, and he he dazes him quick, yeah. like, just a couple punches, and he's yeah. like Foreman's the He's the oldest guy to ever be heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, well, I watched that fight. He didn't. He, he didn't even look like he hit him hard. He yeah. not. He put the guy on the ground. I uh, I looked up this fight to see what happened before. Why'd I, you do that? I don't know. Why don't you I watch don't them? I was just curious. If you don't know what happened, it's like a brand new fight to you. I know that's true. I was just curious. So I looked it up. I'm not gonna say because I might watch it. Yeah, I won't say. But me and you, we watched. They're good. Uh, me and you, <laughs> both good. What, what Sunday? Me and you and Day watched. Uh, some boxing on YouTube. Yeah. We watched Lennox Lewis getting knocked out. Yeah, by something like Thug Daddy. Oh, he looked like a thug. <laughs> and when Lennox went down, he fell like a tree. Yeah, it looked it like, like, it was like when we were cutting trees and peeling bark. It was just a <laughs> boom. And he didn't know what happened. Nah. He got up. He was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> then we watched, what's that other guy? The redhead guy. Uh, oh, Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, boy, he's something else. Guy's stout. Yeah. He was, he's got some some power. Yeah, he's a redheaded Mexican. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. He's good. Yeah, he usually <laughs> he's real good from what I saw. Uh, he likes to do a fight every year on May the fifth. Uh oh, Cinco de Mayo. He's gonna miss it. Yeah, they had to cancel it this year. So Cinco de Mayo. No good. Mm. Um. <laughs> what? I don't know. I just wish there would be something going on. Me too. I heard that uh, there's a lot of college football teams saying they're not going to do it. Start. Really? I didn't know that. And so, Waynesville yeah. Youth League's already canceled their season. Football. That's a little premature, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's Waynesville. What do you expect? you laughing at? I'm just, the way you said that. If it was Canton, they won't cancel. No. Be, these kids will be falling over and dead and they'll still keep doing it. They won't cancel it. We're having it. <laughs> <laughs> they would. That's no joke. They're serious about that stuff, ain't they? I drank my second bang yesterday. You were talking about them? You've been talking about them to me for a week and you've only had one until yesterday? Yeah. 
And I just I decided after number two that I don't like them. Yeah, was it birthday cake? Yeah, yeah. Who one. wants to drink a birthday cake? What again? It was good, but it's disgusting. I got man. that second one down, and I was like, "This ain't too good." And then I just had started having like a panic attack, and I'm like, "I don't think I should drink these anymore." I told you not to drink them. I got all like anxious, 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 like anxious, anxious, <laughs> like an anxious panic attack, and I was like, "This I can't handle this." And then it eventually just subsided. So I guess it ran its course, but. Yeah, I ain't no more of that. That's, that's crazy. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, here on the floor. That's not what I was singing. Is that not how that song goes? I was singing uh, Nancy Sinatra. Bang, bang. I don't know it. Are we ready to get into JFK 3? Yeah. <laughs> this That Nancy Sinatra song is a perfect intro to this song. <laughs> Oh, this, this, well, now that I think about it, it's not that good of an intro because it's uh, my baby shot me down. Bang, but bang. either way, somebody's getting shot down. So, hey, say that bang bang. I'm not saying that. Is that not what the song says? Yeah, but it's not. You sound like Cher. That's what I was thinking. I don't like Cher. Is it the Cher? Is it the same song? It's the same song. But Nancy Sinatra wrote it. <laughs> Cher's like, bang bang. She does it. Shot me down. I used to think Cher was a man. She does it in justice. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. used to watch we used to watch that show do you don't remember it Sunny and, and Cher I didn't think she was a man then but I heard her on the radio one time mom was listening to something and I was like which one's Sunny and which one's Cher couldn't decide I thought she used to be fairly attractive in her younger days she was I didn't think she looked like a man I thought she sounded like, like one she looks just like me no, that's not how I meant it okay that's not how I meant it alright Craig uh, get us All get right. us going on although, here although she did have a daughter who is now now a man <laughs> Uh, okay. So, What's his name? Bono Ono? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it was uh, Chaz Bono. Oh, I don't Chastity. remember what it What was it? Chastity? Chastity, I think. Was, was, it. was Chastity? Was, How old was she when she did that? I don't know. I saw a thing one time and she said that used to when she was on their show with her parents, they'd dress her up in girls' clothes and she was like, she, even at a young age, she said she knew she wasn't a girl. Yeah. She said, I always wanted to dress like dad on the show, not mom. Anyway, that's enough of them. Okay. They have nothing to do with the story. JFK 3. So. Not JFK uh, the, not third. the third. No, this is the third yeah. time part, we've discussed Part this. three of our yeah, series. Part three. And the last and final. It is. This is going to put the nail in the JFK coffin for our show. Yes. All right. Last week, I said, there's one more person that could possibly be involved that everybody knows. Ooh. Nobody guessed correctly in the emails. Bunch of Sorry. Them. Some decent guesses, but no, I'm sorry, it's not. Name one of the decent guesses. Somebody said Ted Cruz's dad. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know, but don't you remember during the 2016 election, they were like... Ted Cruz's dad was involved with the Kennedy assassination. Somebody sent that in. I you don't remember that? No. And they said Ted Cruz was the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ted it, Cruz? I know. 40-year-old no, Ted? I, okay. <laughs> I know. Um, so we had a Ted Cruz dad as one of the people sent it in. Richard Nixon? No, it wasn't Nixon either. Um, so nobody got it right. Anyway. Lose I'm going to now me. tell you. Do you know who it is? Have I told you? Yes, I know who it is. Do you know you who didn't it is, have to tell me. Oh, you I know. Who, yeah. All right. This person 
became president. This person is kind of sort of from Texas. Not really, but kind of sort of. They made a home in Texas. Oh, and here's another hint. Why? He made a video once speaking of how he was going to bring in the New World Order. The New World Order. And he said, read my lips, no new taxes. Read my lips. <laughs> if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Poppy Bush, also known as George Herbert Walker Bush. H.W. Uh, they started calling him Poppy as a kid. His his grandfather, he called him Pop. Hello, Pop. And he acted pretty much just like his grandpa, they said, so they nicknamed him Poppy. I'll and he was Poppy Bush. You know, people... People that were close with him would call him Poppy Bush. If I ever have any kids, they're gonna call me Pop. Yeah, it's not bad. I kind of like. What up, Pop? Hey, Pop. Uh, Roger Pops. Stone, Pop. who is now going to go to prison. But anyway, Roger Stone has been a big political figure since, um, I mean, since the '60s. He he got his start with Richard Nixon campaign. He were he's worked with a lot of Republican and conservatives throughout the years. He once was quoted as saying, "It's a mistake to assume that Bush is polite, friendly." affable, sometimes goofy style was benign. Don't fall for it. Underneath it lie a consuming political ambition, steely determination, boundless energy, and remarkable physical discipline. And we'll find what lies beneath. Was it done? (laughs) (laughs) For relentless pursuit of his political goals. Now I'm done. Yeah. Alright, he also says that Barbara Bush... (laughs) Had a very vindictive streak. I remember when Barbara died. She died before George. Um, I watched an interview with Roger Stone because he he was a player since the 60s in politics. And he said she hated him. Because he was a player? She hated, no. She said that she hated Roger. Roger said that Barbara Bush hated him. And he said that she blamed him on her husband not being president earlier in his career. Um, they said, you know, during one of the primary races, I can't even remember the year. Maybe it was 80. I think it was 80. When, um, no, it wasn't. It was, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, there was a pri- there was a primary election, and they, he was from up north. Um, he was born in Connecticut and lived in Massachusetts for some time. Anyway, he just assumed that during the primaries that he was going to win all those states. And Roger was in charge. It was it was it was Nixon. I don't know. Anyway, he was in charge of one of the competitors' uh, campaign in the Northern Corridor up there. George so, H. W. Bush. No, he was in charge of the one of the competitors. Yeah, he was in charge of the competitors. Yes. So George H. W. Bush was in the primary, but Stone was the top man in the North for one of the competitors. I can't remember who it was during the primary. Anyway, they. Bush didn't win. He ended up splitting the delegates with this other candidate. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um, and so he didn't win the nomination, and he blamed they blamed Roger the entire time that it was his fault. Why? Because he said they said he worked tirelessly for that other candidate and stole votes from George. That's what they said. Anyway, why didn't they hire Roger Stone? Because Roger didn't work for the Bushes. He worked for somebody else. He didn't want to work for Bush. I wouldn't have wanted to eat. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Poppy Bush was born June 12th, 1924, and he died November 30th, 2018. His father, Prescott Bush, was a senator in Connecticut. Yeah. Let's go back to that other 
her okay. blaming him for a moment. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Was it not his job to make sure? Oh, yeah, win? it was. So uh, I blame you. That's yeah, like, well, I don't know. Well, it's my, yeah, it is my fault. <laughs> but Roger said, okay. Ron, Roger Stone says that Barbara Bush hated him till the day she died because of that. I, and there's, I'm sure there's more because Roger eventually, Roger eventually, actually, this is going off on a tangent, but he eventually worked for them. When he ran, when, when Bush, after he was vice president, Roger helped run some things for them in the 88 election and the 92 election he also helped george w bush get elected in 2000 so i don't know why barbara didn't just let go but she hated the man mm, anyway okay. uh so his daddy was prescott bush and he was a senator in connecticut from 1952 to 1963 extremely rich family the bushes oh uh, uh, yes extremely old fields um first the railroad had a lot of railroad railroad money um, most, a lot of his forefathers, uh, grandpa that I said was, they called pop were railroad men. Bush served in world war two. And then after that, after that, he went to Yale. And then after all of that, he got into oil and made bunches and bunches and bunches off of oil in Texas. Okay. He ran for Congress in the sixties, won his second race, which was in 1966, and he eventually became the vice president and the president. He was also in the CIA. Some people tend to not talk about this for some reason. Um, he was officially announced as the director of the CIA by Gerald Ford in January of 1976. But there's a lot of possibilities that he was actually involved in the CIA as early as the 50s. There is a quote-unquote George Bush. What year was he born? 22. No, 24, I'm sorry. 1924. There is a quote-unquote George Bush that is mentioned in several CIA documents. Okay? November 22nd, 63, which is the day we've been discussing so much, at 1.58, Houston FBI received a call from a quote-unquote George Bush. On the call, the Bush said that he was in Tyler, Texas, and that the call needed to be confidential. He told them that he had heard in recent days that Jane Milton's parents was talking about killing the president. Turns out the parrot was a 24-year-old Air Force veteran. Parrot opposed Bush during an early campaign. And later, <laughs> Parrot actually ended up serving as a volunteer for the Bush 88 campaign. Okay, mm. but he this George Bush called to say the parent was plotted it. All right, Bush has been out last several times about what he done on that day, what he remembers, and he always says, "I don't recall." What is known is that him and Barbara booked two night stay in Dallas at the Dallas <clears> Sheridan <throat> Hotel. Uh, I find that hard to believe. They don't remember it. Yeah, everybody remembers because Mamaw remembers what she was doing that yes. day. Everybody remembers if you that were day. alive. You remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, me too. I, something's up. Um, they booked a two-night stay at the Dallas Sheraton Hotel for November 21st and the 22nd. On the morning of the 22nd, they flew a private jet to Tyler, Texas. Okay? And that's where that phone call came from, saying there he was. A hundred miles away from Dallas. <clears throat> 
the Kennedy assassination took place. He, he was given a speech in Tyler because he was running for an office at the time. Anyway, the assassination took place literally during his speech. He was told some man stood up and announced the president has been shot and killed. Uh, so he stopped his speech and said, I can't continue. You know, I, there's no reason for me to keep talking right now. We need to mourn. Um, so he doesn't even claim he remembers this. Like this, when asked about it, he forgets. He doesn't know. He forgot. Yeah, he forgot. He's dead now. Yeah. Barbara, however, wrote a letter. Nobody knows who this letter was to, but it's been discovered in her... Maybe she just wrote it and didn't send it to anybody because they do have... They have people that have seen it. It's been documented. She wrote a letter that was documenting the day, but she never mentioned that her husband had made an FBI call. The day before when they were in Texas, which was November 21st, before they went to... I mean, in Dallas, the day before, uh, George attended a party in Dallas... With Lyndon Johnson, Richard Nixon Lyndon. also came, but Nixon left early. They say that Jack Ruby very possibly supplied girls to this party. Uh, also, that same day, earlier in the day, George and Barbara had lunch with a CIA expert that was <laughs> denied completely. What was uh, denied? That they had lunch with this man. This man was an expert on assassinations. They had lunch with him on the 21st in Dallas. Okay? But they claim they didn't. Oh, okay. Um, in 1978, remember when we talked about Oswald possibly being yeah. CIA? His handler, the person that was, you know, his, his, his contact with the CIA, committed suicide. Okay, one day before testifying about the assassination. When they were going through stuff, he had George Bush's number in his phone book. I mean, not his phone book. Yeah, his phone book. He had a diary that he kept all his important numbers in, and George Bush's number was in there. Okay. Bush had apparently been friends with him for decades with a handler of Oswald. Okay, so they know that this man was the man. His name was George, and he has a big, long German last name. Um, ends in Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> anyway, so George was his name. His name was also George. Um, and they know for sure that he was in talks with Oswald daily before the assassination. He told an author one point in time that was writing a book that he was ordered to meet with Lee. He also wrote George Bush letters saying, I tried to write about Lee with that when he told that author that stuff. He said, I was trying to get my story out, but he said it was stupid and unsuccessful mm -hmm. and has angered people. He told him that he needed his help, and Bush told him that he, did, he would look into it, but didn't see any issue there. So then he ended up killing himself the day before he was going to have his interview. <laughs> if people who believe all these people dying are just coincidences. Yeah, it's just, there's too much. There's too much. Too much. All right, so, so far, we have the man who's supposedly, the man who they uh, blame for killing him is dead. Yeah. The guy who killed him is dead. Yep. This guy's dead. 
That woman who was oh, interviewing that guy's dead. dead. All these people are dead. Oh, it's yeah. So yeah. Um, there's also multiple reports that when he was the CIA director, that when Bush was the CIA director, that he requested doc- sealed documents on the JFK assassination multiple times. In fact, eighteen times. Mm-hmm. He says I never asked for one, but they said it's recorded that he did. So. All this, this doesn't specifically, to me, tie him to it. But there's a lot there. Um, you know, his names, his name appears in these dot. There's, there's documents that have been released to say George Bush. They claim George Bush is a, that there was a George Bush that worked for the CIA at the time, but he was like a secretary. Okay. They claim that, a lot of people think that's cover to cover for the actual George Bush that was in the, they believe, in the CIA at the time. Um, he was in Dallas, which is interesting. He met with JFK, I mean, he'd met with Johnson the night before, and the day before met with a person that was in the CIA that specialized in assassinations. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's just a lot of evidence that, I, I think, this. me personally, I think that George was in the CIA at the time, was an operative, and I think something was about to go down, and that he was there for that purpose. I think he that's why he was there. They used the cover of his speech the next day, but that he, in some form or fashion, is involved, but I don't know in how big of a form or fashion. And we'll probably never know, because there's not... Pretty much everything we know is probably all we're going to know about that, because there's not really much that can come out unless somebody knows the whole true story and releases it. Wasn't there a file released a few years ago that was yeah. all blacked out? Yeah, and it, there, there was. And a lot of it pointed to George Bush. <laughs> seemed to, anyway. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, those documents were released, how long has that been? Two or three years ago? In several years. He, okay, he died in 18. It was released before he died. Because they said, I remember watching an interview with somebody and they said, the reason these documents were sealed for so long is because they believed everybody involved would be dead by the time they were released. And he was still living. And they, they I remember that Trump was going to release every one of the documents like was supposed to happen. Yeah. The CIA come back and said, no, we have some that we're going to withhold. Yeah. It I, think, I think that there's probably some evidence in there that George Bush was in some form or fashion. His Bye. name's mentioned and that it would connect a lot of things. That's what I think. Yeah, probably so. Um, so now we're going to get into... Transition a little bit and talk about Lyndon Johnson a little more. Um, MLK's family, Martin Luther King Jr.'s family, believes that Lyndon Johnson had something to do with his assassination. With Martin Luther King's yes. assassination? They believe they've believed since day one that Johnson had something to do with it. Why? Don't know why for sure. I mean, I, that sounds like a whole other wormhole. I was just reading some I've things. I've never heard that. Yeah, me either. Was a, Nixon also has he been... Known racist? Uh, yeah, there were some things I've been looking at the past couple of days that said that um, civil rights took place while he was president and he signed off on everything. But they said that he did that out of... They said he pretty much hated um, black people and that he did it just because he really didn't see he had any other choice. But he said his hatred was pretty... He basically hated everybody, honestly, if you want. (laughs) But he specifically said he could care less about those people. But he signed it anyway. (laughs) And I do know that he said... He made a... He is quoted as saying at one point in time... Well, I say he's quoted. 
there's a quote out there that is attributed to him, and some people claim that he didn't say it. But that he said that when I once I do this, we'll have these blankety blanks voting Democrat for a hundred years. I'm pretty sure he did say that because I watched a I watched a documentary yeah. quoting him on that. Yeah, most likely he did, but I'm sure we would have some pushback from somebody saying, "No, he didn't say that." He did. I would say he, yeah, very. From what I've read about Lyndon, it's very likely that he said that. Okay, so Nixon also. Well, he never came out and said, I think Johnson did it, but he alluded to it several different times um, that he thought Johnson had a hand in it and that Oswald was a patsy. All right. Lyndon Johnson had strong ties to the CIA through his best friend's cousin. So one of his best friends was that he was in the Senate with. Can't recall his name right now, but his cousin was in the CIA. CIA. When Johnson was a senator, he also had extra access to the CIA. Um, he was in like the neurospace and defense. I can't remember how, what it's exactly called, but that was his um, role in the Senate. His one of his jobs was to work with that department. Anyway, through that, the CIA was a part of it, and he did a lot of things with the CIA. Made a lot of connections, a lot of ties. They said that on the day of the assassination, he tried desperately have Governor Conley, who he was very close friends with, and Jackie to be taken in his car instead of Kennedy's car. Um, he tried to replace the governor with his buddy. I mean, he tried to replace the governor, which was his buddy, with Senator Yarborough, whom he hated. Yeah. <laughs> Yarborough ended up riding with him in his car. Uh, he was overheard by Jackie one night, screaming angrily at JFK, telling him that he needed them to move seats, that he wanted them to ride with him instead and to get the senator with him. Um, she made mention to to John Kennedy later. She said he seems awful angry about this. So that's something that she remembered. Um, yeah, I didn't want his friend getting shot. Right, mm. right. As the motorcade that day was rolling along... Lyndon was staring straight ahead, not waving at anybody, never cracking a smile. Everybody else in the entire motorcade, you know, I mean, they're happy, yeah, smiling, everybody. waving. It's a big parade. It's, you know, we're out here with the people. They said that he is on record as saying that of all things in life, campaigning is what I love the most. But yeah, here he is in a campaign in his home state. They said he used to. They said he would often, when he was riding in things like this, he would yell howdy at the crowd. Howdy. Waving and waving his hat in the air and waving at people and yelling howdy. Where was his car at? He was behind. He was, he was behind. Was he staying down so he didn't get in the way of a bullet? We're going to get to... Or was he just uh, waiting on it to happen? He's I think like, he yeah. was just sitting there waiting, looking straight ahead. He's like, I can't wait to see that bullet go um, through his head. Weird you asked that question because the next thing I'm going to tell you is that 3D imaging and analysis have actually showed now that looks like Johnson is ducking into the floor before the shots ring out. Um, they said that he turned and exchanged winks with his pal, a congressman, Albert Thomas, seconds after being sworn in on Air Force One as Jackie was standing there with blood all over and brains, and the president just died, and he turns around and winks. His wife also, right after he was sworn in, has a huge smile on her face. And this, in a sense, I could... 
you just got sworn in as president. I, I guess, don't think I'd be excited. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, I could see. I wouldn't be winking, smiling. This dude's a jerk. Like her husband just got, she has his yeah. blood and brains all over yeah. and you're like, ha, ha, ha. And you're out there celebrating. They say that the photo, there's photos of that that were found in his library. And on the back, they said never to be released. So there, I don't know if we can find copies. I've not tried to look. Um, on the actual day of the assassination, Charles Bronson, not then there after Charles Bronson, it's not him. Anyway, he was an amateur film. He he liked to film stuff, take pictures. Uh, he sure was professionally at it. What? Not be him. It, yeah, it wasn't a it younger. Was, one. No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, he he was filming that day, and he accidentally got three seconds. Six minutes before the assassination happened. So he's moving his camera around and apparently turned it on by accident and filmed three seconds. And they said what he got in those three seconds was a he swiped and saw the window on the sixth floor of the book depository. And they said in the in his video, you can see figures moving. In uh, three seconds? In three seconds, they said you could see somebody walking, a couple figures. Huh. You can't make anything out, but you can see the movement in the in the window. Yeah. All right. As did Robert Hughes. He also said, claimed that he looked up there and saw some movement. Okay. Um, there's more witnesses that saw this. With one, they say, having a very clear advantage point of the building. He said that he saw movement. And he assumed that it was Secret Service or FBI. And he said one of the men was wearing a brown sports coat, tie, and heavy dark rimmed glasses. That's not Lee Harvey Oswald. No. Um, Another witness says that she saw the man, but she couldn't see his face. She claimed that she also saw another man. She saw the man with this uh, brown jacket. She saw another man. Um, She said that he had a white shirt on. And was holding a rifle. And she didn't say anything? She just thought that was normal? Well, these have been interviews. I I don't think that. I think that they just were never taken serious. No, I mean, she saw him before. I mean, wouldn't you think if you saw some guy with a rifle when the president's about to drive by, you'd think something of it? Is it normal for a rifle to be in a book depository? I mean, I would not think so. So why didn't she go tell someone? I, I don't know. Been I mean, I guess around. it all happened quickly. And they may have thought it was more guards. Oh, yeah, Secret yeah. service men. Okay. Another witness saw two men as well. Ruby Henderson ended up telling the FBI that she saw two men. One in a dark shirt and one in a white shirt. So they all had the same... Yeah. They saw the same people. Yep. She said the man in the white shirt had dark hair, possibly Mexican, but could have been black. She couldn't tell, but knew that he had dark complexion. Arnold Rowland told the FBI that he saw a dark-skinned man with a rifle. Mm. Rowland told one of the uh, Warren Commission people when he was finally talked to that the FBI omitted his statement when he was interviewed. He said they didn't even seem interested. I mean, this is stuff they should have followed up on. They should have, but they already had it planned out. <laughs> this is how it's going to happen. We don't care. We're just doing this, so you think we took, we cared. Johnny Powell um, was an inmate at the Dallas County Jail, and he had a clear view right across the street. So the jail apparently sits down here in the same area. And he said that him and a bunch of other inmates all agreed that they saw a dark-skinned man and another man with a rifle. 
the inmates were told earlier in the day, or earlier in the week, I'm sure, that JFK was going to be coming by in a motor motorcade. So they were all over there on that side looking because they had a, they could see out. And he said that they all saw the pimen and the cross. Every one of them. They they everyone claimed it. Not a one was interviewed. Nobody was called to testify about what they saw. Another man, James Warren walked behind the depository after the shots rang out and he said that he saw a man in a brown coat come running out the back door. Richard Carr also um, said that he saw two, uh, two men fleeing. And he said that one of them had dark complexion and said that they got into a blue and white station wagon. So all these people saw the same Everybody people. saw the same thing. But it was... White man Lee Harvey Oswald sitting there drinking a Coke. Who did? Everybody it? saw the same thing. Yeah. That's bull. All right, it gets even more interesting when you hear this part. What do you think, Doug? There was a. <laughs> Wait till I finish and then let's recap. It yeah. gets better. There's even more evidence of this. There's a man. His name is Loy Factor. Loy like Roy. Loy Factor. Loy Factor is his. F A C T O R. Yes. Factor. Yes. Is that a? That's old man Factor's son, ain't it? I don't know, old Factor. <laughs> old Factory Factor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is a Chickasaw Indian. Chickasaw? Chick, yes. Chickasaw Indian. Mm-hmm. And a crack shot. They said he was a great shooter. He was recru- recruited for an assassination and was paid $10,000 to do this. Recruited by whom? The I FBI? I, I don't know for sure. LBJ? <laughs> Factor verified the descriptions that all these people had said and said that he was one of them. He said he was the dark. He said he guy. was there. Said it was him. He said he was there. Said it was him. And they didn't take him serious or what? I don't know. But he, this he is where he wouldn't get in trouble, so he admitted This it. is where LBJ finally comes full circle. Mac Wallace, he said Mac Wallace was the man in the brown coat and the glasses. Mac Wallace, turns out, was in LBJ's cabinet. He had a role. I don't remember what it was. He had been a politician, and they know for sure that he had murdered people in the past. All right? That's who he claimed the one was. Okay? He said that they escaped through the back, which is what we've been told by the witnesses. He said that they got in a station wagon, just like the witnesses said. Also gave a description of what the sixth floor where of the warehouse looked like. He gave a description of there's apparently a saw that sat up there where they did some work. He gave a description of the saw that they had up there. And there's workers that heard what he said. He said that he was up there on the sixth floor because he knows what it was. All right. Carr, which was one of the witnesses we talked about a little earlier. He was one of the many that saw this received threatening calls, and others also received threatening calls. None of those witnesses were ever interviewed by anybody of... No FBI. They weren't called to the Warren Commission. None of it. Okay? So some of them started receiving threatening phone calls. Carr was one of them, as I said. And he was told that he needed to hush. He had a murder attempt on his life. It was stopped by a policeman that was nearby and and managed to interfere stop it he was shot at that that time and it was stopped and then he went to court for testifying on something else where two men attacked him with knives 
he was stabbed, but he was carrying a gun, and they ended up shooting one of them, and the other one got off. But from what I what I saw, he seemed to think it was Mac Wallace, the man that he had seen earlier as well. And Carr is the best one that got the got to see them up close as they was escaping from the building, um, and could identify them. Robert Kennedy knew that only the president could tell the truth. He'd been, multiple people had asked him, you know, what he thought, and he towed the line a little bit and would say, yeah, the Warren Commission got it right. But on one one evening, he was asked while campaigning, he was running for president, while campaigning, he was on the record, and he said that if he was elected, he would reopen the case and figure out what happened to his brother. He was killed days after that he said that, and Jackie was reported by one of her friends as calling her and saying they got Bobby too. So, that's what I've got. Um, what do you think? You know what I think. <laughs> Let me tell what I think, and I think you pretty much think the same thing. Yep. I fully think that Lyndon Johnson, there's way more to his story. I, there's so much just crummy stuff that builds up time and time and time again that he did throughout his life to get to where he was. There's too much. I mean, there's books on this. I can't I can't go into enough depth on how really sorry of a man this guy was. We don't want to talk was, too much about him because he makes you feel dirty. He yeah, he's dirty. You think about he was like a the creepy, slimy, grimy old man that what likes to look at little kids. That's what he was. He's like I don't yeah. know about little kids. Not, right? not little kids. <laughs> like he'll be like seventy trying to pick up college girls or something. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Creepo. Um but man. there's so much in depth, and and most of it doesn't connect directly to this case, so I didn't bring it in there. There's a lot of stuff that are separate. There's possibly huge body counts that he's responsible of that are dead. Um, if you want to look into that, he more power to you. There's a lot of it. Anyway, none of this ever gets discussed, really. I mean, you you hear about some, but it's not in. We know what's not mainstream. They want us to know. Yeah. So, this is my theory completely. I think that George H.W. Bush was in the CIA. I think that him and Johnson knew each other. They were both from Texas. Bush was an old man. Kennedy was a senator. And he, you know, I mean, not Kennedy. Johnson was. They're from the same area. I think they knew each other. I don't think that Bush killed him. I don't think that. <laughs> I think Bush was in the CIA, and I think that Johnson had his CIA connections go out through this. I think there was that they were un, very unhappy with how the Bay of Pigs went down. If you don't know about that, look at it yourself. Because there's not, no, that's a huge, huge uh, wormhole there, too. I think they were unhappy with that. They were unhappy with Vietnam, that they were leaving. There was money to be made. They were unhappy with a lot of stuff that Kennedy was doing. And Johnson wanted to be president more than anything in his entire life. If there's one thing you take away from this, this man was jealous. And this man wanted the presidency. And there was one man in position to have it. There's one man stopping him from it. And that was taken care of by a bullet. Yep. I don't think Oswald... I think Oswald was connected to the CIA, but I think his connection to it was as a patsy. I think he might have done some things, maybe a little bit, but they saw the perfect opportunity. He worked at the perfect place. We could take care of this. I um, also think, you know, we talked about in the first episode, I think it was... That man in Chicago that was basically the same story as 
as Oswald. I think they had plants all over the place ready to take the fall. Um, I think that it was set up. I think Johnson was the man. I think he set it all up, and I think he they carried it out, and he became president. I think he also had Robert killed, um, Bobby Kennedy. I think he had him killed, and I don't when know was about he killed. He was killed a few years later, five years later, maybe. 68? I, I think it was 68. Maybe 67. I think I'll have to verify that. It, um, he was running for president. He was in the California primary when he was shot. So I guess it was 68 because the election would have been that following November. Yeah, he would have been 68. Um, and he would have been president. He would have won. He was doing very well. He would have won. He would have started everything back. It would have come out. We would have known. Um, that's my opinion. What do you think? And that's what I thought. You know, I said I've, I've read books and listened to stuff on this for pretty much my whole life. This is really what I thought from the first time I ever really looked into it. You know, right. In a sense, this is what I thought. Yeah. Oswald, they're like, this guy, oh, he's a communist, a socialist he hates America. We'll tell him he. People believe it, people and they believe, did. People believe whatever you tell them is official. Yeah, for some unknown reason. But yeah, I think they. Lyndon B. Johnson had him killed. <clears throat> um, so it was the only connection with Bush. Bush and Bush helped him get the guy with the CIA. Hooked him up with the CIA man. May I mean the assassinator? Yeah, the Bush connection is not that strong. It's just it's I don't, interesting. I I don't understand what he had to do with it. I think I think that he might have been in the CIA and that he was there at the time, and I think that helped them. He might have helped set some things up. Yeah, maybe. I but I don't think it's nothing huge. I don't. I mean, he didn't pull the trigger. He wasn't the man behind it. I don't believe that at all. Unless they were working together. Yeah, but I mean, what did he gain from? He didn't gain anything from that. If he, we if don't they know. were, he might have. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it the the stuff with Bush is just more interesting and maybe completely just have nothing to do with it. But it's it's just maybe. when you add it all up, it's interesting. Lyndon called him up and said, you're in the CIA. Help me kill this man. Maybe. He said, I know a guy. And they hooked him up with the guy who's assassinating. And he's like, I know a guy who will do it. His name's Mark Wallace. Yeah, Mac. Mac? Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm Mac Wallace. Yeah, the Indian. No, no, no. That's that's Loy. Yeah, he's like, I know the guy. He knew Loy. (laughs) Somehow they knew Loy Factor, the sharpshooting Indian. I mean... This guy said he did it. Yeah, and he knew he'd get away with it. He's like, I'm, sc- I'm protected. <sighs> I did something for LBJ. He owes me. So that pretty much wraps up Kennedy. I mean, I'd love to know what you guys think, our listeners. Yes, listeners, let us know. Uh, send us an email. <laughs> the Messer Brothers at gmail.com. That is the Messer Brothers at gmail.com. Yes, it is. I think next week we're going to transition into something different. Earlier today we were talking about what? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah, I think we'll transition into some Bigfoot episodes. Yeah, we're going to go to Bigfoot. Because we asked you to let us know what you thought. So yeah. don't forget. I think we'll go ahead and do that. I reminded yeah. you. Don't Might forget. Take, I don't know. You think that's more than one episode? It could be if we wanted we'll it to. We'll run with it and see what happens. 
I'm a wealth of Bigfoot knowledge. We've got some uh, local Bigfoot, some stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah. All sorts of goodies. Yes. So reach out. I think you'll find it, even if you don't believe, it's going to be exciting and entertaining. and. uh, Yeah, it's interesting no matter what. You might become a believer. Uh, Or you might think, oh, them boys are fools. Foolish, crazy people. (laughs) All right. Well, you have any closing thoughts? Yeah. What's that? But you go first. Well, I have closing thoughts. Folks, when you go to the grocery store, please make sure you follow the right the right direction down the aisle. There's there's arrows pointing you which way to go. Make sure you do that. Don't do it. <laughs> if that's your real closing thought, I'm going to smack you across the I'm face. I'm just joking. I just want to see what you'd say. No, I don't pay attention to them and I get dirty looks. <laughs> I see these people. Here's my closing thought. No, this is not. This is just what I'm going to say okay. on that. I, whenever I see people walking around with masks on, I think, them people look like idiots. I'm so glad I'm not one of those people. All they're doing is protecting us from them. They're not like protecting anything. doesn't protect you from anything. They're not protecting anything. They just look stupid. If they're sick, we ain't going to get it because it, they got a mask. But I had, I had a guy text me, the guy I work with. He said, no, he didn't. He called me. He said, let me ask you something. He said, I'm being serious. He said, I had a buddy. He said, posted this on Facebook. He said, if you fart and you can smell it and other people can smell it, he said, that air traveled through your clothing. He said, how is a cloth face mask going to protect you from a virus that's out there moving around like that? And I was like, I don't know. Kind of funny and kind of makes a lot of sense at the same time. You should research that tonight, Craig. I mean, think about it. how does it? I mean, honestly, it's good. It's a good thought. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Do you want to share your closing thought now? No, I'm too distracted now. Oh, my fart joke got on you. No, your COVID nah, stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess we'll close. Heavy metal rules. <laughs> All right, I'm Craig. And I'm Nick. And we are not buying what you're selling. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> we, this has been a Messer Brothers Presents production. Thank you for listening. Thanks. See you guys later. Over and out. <laughs>